Testing. One, two, three. From the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delina Matthews, and this is On the Record. This week, digital reporter Tim Dotson talks to U.S. Senator Mark Warner after he toured the Flatwoods Job Corps program in Coburn on Thursday. The administration had, I think, targeted Job Corps for elimination, and to me it was really disappointing because this White House had said they wanted to try to help rural America, and then, you know, one of the first things they do in the first budget is they get rid of, try to get rid of, for example, the Appalachian Regional Commission. Then they come back this next year and say, well, we're going to try to shut down you know, a lot of the job core centers uh, around the country. It wasn't just here at Flatwoods, but there were a number of them scheduled to be closed. Um, and this, this center is essential for not just for Coburn, you know, economic value, but there's also a lot of value in terms of the volunteer work that these students do around the community. And obviously, you saw the community, those students. I mean, if they don't have this kind of training, you know, some of those students may end up, you know, in, in, the, in the criminal justice system. So we, you know, we talk to folks. You know, I talk to the local state legislators. I talk to the, um, you know, local elected officials. And there were a variety of things we did. We... You know, with Senator Kane and Congressman Griffin, wrote letters to the Department of Agriculture, we wrote to the Department of Labor, we wrote to all the folks saying we thought this made, made no sense. We then um, also put in legislation, tried to amend the, the funding bills, the appropriations bills, to say, hey, you, know, you can't shut down these programs. So the Congress, we tried to legislate. And then, um, you know, I've known the agriculture secretary from uh, my time when he was governor when I was governor, uh, governor secretary Purdue. So you know, called and weighed in and said, you know, this is just, I think this is a bad decision. And you know, I'm not saying by any means it was just my efforts; it was a combined effort. So you know, people from around the country, uh, because there were other job corps centers around the country that were threatened to be closed, and I think. The administration finally realized you know, they'd made a wrong decision, and uh, I give them credit for reversing it. Briefly, what do you think was driving that decision to, to shut down these centers? You know, it, 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 at first, you know, some of the excuse was, well, we want to take it out of agriculture and move it over to the Department of Light. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, that made no sense. I mean, I, I, there's been, I think if you look across the board, mm-hmm. a lot of workforce training programs, a lot of programs that are supporting people in need, you know, just that's been where this administration has decided to cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's not just unique to the job board. It, it's been, you know, time and again uh, in, in, you know, in, in, Washington speak, you know, we have, there's a category called domestic discretionary programs. Those are the kind of programs that each year Congress, you know, appropriates money for. There's defense spending, there's things like Medicare and Social Security. You know, this administration thought it was better to cut taxes for big corporations than fund programs like this. And I think 
This was not, yeah. it was not only Job Corps they went after. I, as I mentioned to your colleague, you know, one of the things that was crazy to me, you know, the first budget Mr. Trump had tried to completely eliminate the Appalachian Regional Commission. Well, how do you come into the coal fields and say, you know, I'm going to help you get more jobs and then eliminate the Appalachian Regional Commission? So we, we the con, you know, this was an example, and it was, again, bipartisan. It wasn't just, you know, Democrats fighting. We fought them on the Appalachian Regional Commission. We fought them on Job Corps. And, you know, we've been able to reverse some of their decisions. But I can't, you know, I can't give you a business reason why they'd shut this down. Mm -hmm. My feeling is this is an underutilized asset. We should put more young people here. Sure. I mean, you know, you, if uh, I'm again first one of the first times here, but but um, you know I've seen the job core numbers. If you can get somebody a skill set here, and they can go out and make a living, as opposed to being on public assistance, or even worse. You know, going into the criminal justice system, this is a win-win. Briefly, not so related to coal um, in this area. Just I'm not going to see you at any other events. A big event that's been happening here in Southwest Virginia is the bankruptcy of Black Jewel um, LLC, which I think I think yeah. maybe one of your staffers no, 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 went to good. went to a resource session um, when I covered that. But I'm just wondering, you know, what does that look like from your perspective? What it looks like for me is, you know, Black Jewel is one of the Worst examples of a company that that you know. If you're a business, you can predict your cash flow. If you've got people working, and you know you're going to run out of money, you um, you you just don't treat people like this. One of the things that I think we need to change is the bankruptcy laws. You know, it's too easy for companies to. You make the claims by the workers somehow less important than the claims from other creditors. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe you need a bankruptcy law that says you know, your first obligation ought to be protecting workers, then ought to be protecting pensions. But what, instead what we've seen is oftentimes those claims that are made, that are well, people on money, they are called the credit stack, you know, mm -hmm. you know, who gets paid back first. Right. The pension, the workers and the others kind of get pushed to the back of the line and Black Jewel just probably one of the most egregious examples. I mean, there's others. We, we've got Westmoreland Coal shut down, you know, that's sure. about 500 workers with both their losing, potentially losing their health care and pension benefits. And again, what's not fair is that, you know, coal miners in this, across the country were promised by President Truman that the United States would honor a commitment for health and pension. And you know, at this point in time, at least, those promises aren't get, getting kept. We've managed, the Congress managed to get the health care benefits, but we've not got the pension benefits done. But on Black Jewel, I would go back to just you know, sure. how do you change the bankruptcy law. Is that something that you see yourself pursuing? Yes. Um, yeah. With legislation? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it will take challenging Congress right now is even if you've got a good idea, is to get get it actually voted on. You know, one of the challenges has been for some time, the majority leader, Senator McConnell from Kentucky, has been, seems to be just really reluctant to bring up any legislation, even if it would pass. Sure. So you think that could receive bipartisan support? I think, it, yeah. I think, you know, if you look at, at things like uh, the American Miners Act, which 
you know, we got the health care for some of the retired miners. We've not got the pensions. That's bipartisan. I think it gets 60 votes, 65 votes on the floor. Um, my hope is if we're looking at, at bankruptcy reform, that that could get bipartisan support too. Sure. Thank you. Um, going back to the Job Corps, I know Mr. Skoll said that um, welding was a program that he would like to have back and see funded. What do you, what can you do to make sure that the Job Corps as a whole stays funded and well, programmed? Part of that is, is um, you know, what I can do in terms of supporting legislation, both you know, the, the way we fund things in Washington, you do something called an authorization bill, where you suddenly say, okay, we're going to potentially give you this much money. And then you have the appropriations bills that come along and they actually say, well, even though you have the potential to have $1,000, we're going to give you $700. You know, I want to support the funding, full funding for Job Corps. Uh, that's what I, you know, I would vote for that uh, and, and on, on the Senate floor, so that's what I can do to support it. I also know that you know, the number of welding positions that are open across Virginia are in the thousands, and if we can take young people here that may have had, you know, a challenged background and get them into this program where they can then be, you know, can learn a skill and get a good job. I mean, that saves society money over the long time. You know, if you've got somebody that otherwise might be on welfare or might be in jail and you can get them a skill in, in an area like welding where there's going to be jobs for the next 30 years, I mean, those welding jobs aren't going away. No matter how many, much more technology you have, you're still going to need welders to yeah, help build things. I think we have to run unless there's any final questions. Thank right. you for your time. On the Record is made possible by David Cricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.